The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey there. Welcome to Nick Pollock and Friends, where I talk to people I know and who you should know. Today's guest is Adam Ronis, who uh, a couple things really quickly. I get to play softball with um, who has been in this industry for ages. And also, I have to say, he's such an incredibly nice guy because A, on short notice, came onto this podcast and B, literally right when we were about to hit record, I had a phone call I had to take and Adam, just, you know what, you you waited for me, you were patient for me. I think it already speaks to everything about you, the fact that you're still here to do this podcast with me. So really, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, no problem. You got to have patience in life and <laughs> things happen unexpectedly and you just have to be rolling with the punches and just move on. So I understand we all go through it. And again, patience is important in life. Well, there you go. So I normally ask people their mantra, and I already know it. What, what it is for you off the bat. But uh, what I want first and foremost is, Adam, tell everybody just your resume and, and what you're doing right now. Yeah, so I'm currently working with Fantasy Alarm and Wager Alarm. I've been there two years, November 1st. So uh, great people. I'm glad that I joined them. I've uh, been in this industry I guess since 2007, 2008 is when I started. Actually, how I got my start is I was working at Newsday at the time, covering mostly high school sports, a little pro sports. Um, I got to cover Marcus Stroman when he was in high school, Stephen Matz when he was in high school. So I got to see some, yeah, I got to see some good stuff. So seeing Stroman's journey has been unbelievable. Uh, but so I was covering high school sports and they asked me to write a weekly fantasy baseball column on Sundays. Uh, then I did fantasy football and then, uh, I was reached out back then. Uh, Block Talk Radio was starting a fantasy sports channel. So they reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to do a show? I said, sure. So I was, did my own show one hour a week and then a half hour at night. And then Scott Engel uh, from Roto Experts reached out to me and said, hey, I heard your stuff. So are you writing? Uh, you want to join Roto Experts? I said, sure. So I started contributing for them. And then in 2010, SiriusXM started a fantasy sports channel. And it was funny because I was not supposed to be a part of that show. Uh, Scott Engel and Roto Experts had the morning show and last minute someone dropped out and uh, Lou Mayon, who ran it at the time, frantically goes to Scott. We need someone. We need someone. He's like, I think I got the guy, you know, Adam. He's like, well, find out if you can do it. So I went in and did it. And that was uh, back then was the morning show. We did 7 to 11 a.m. on 2010, Monday through Friday. So I always wanted to do radio. That was my passion. Growing up in New York, listening to sports talk radio, I always wanted to be 
on the radio because I realized that my body and you met me is not going to take me to the pro level. So I couldn't play sports. <laughs> so I decided in high school, I need, I want to do something I'm passionate about. And I always tell that to young people, you got to find your passion. And some people don't find it early in life, but find something you're passionate about and pursue that because most people dread their nine to five jobs and you shouldn't have to do that in life. Uh, so find something you're passionate about. And for me, it's always been sports. So I said, all right, if I'm not going to play sports, I got to find a way to do it. So I started writing, wrote for the high school newspaper, college. I wrote for the, did a bunch of freelancing internships, uh, interned at WABC TV in New York uh, and just started out because I didn't have radio. I went to Queens College. Um, I'm the most famous graduate there. Jerry Seinfeld is second behind me. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Nah. Absolutely. Yeah. But they didn't have a radio station, so I couldn't get in the radio. So I started in print. And uh, like I said, it came to Sirius Sex and Fantasy in 2010, started doing their morning show. And that was really the opportunity I needed to show what I can do. And I know some people listening who want to do this, sometimes they don't get that opportunity. Uh, so I was fortunate to be in the right spot, but it was the residue of hard work and just keep grinding it out, keep putting content out there, finally getting discovered. And then once you get that opportunity, you got to run with it. You can't just sit there and go, all right, well, yeah. I made it. I'm on the radio. No, you got to work at it every single day. You know this, putting content out. You can't just, oh, yeah, I'm good. No, you got to figure out ways to entertain and putting out new information and help people every single day. So started doing that. And then I was still only part time because I was still working at Newsday while I was doing the radio. And then uh, really my first fantasy full time job was with a startup uh, called Draft LA. Someone had an idea to he wanted to do a high end he wanted to do like, you know, how the NFL draft is all extravagant on TV and everything. He wanted to do that for fantasy for people with a lot of money. And we were able to do the Arizona Diamondbacks fantasy football draft in Philadelphia. They were traveling wow. that day. Yeah. So I was there, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, AJ Pollock, Brandon McCarthy, Trevor Cahill was on the team. So we did that. But unfortunately, he kind of realized, all right, this is probably not going to make money. He saw how people were asking me questions on Twitter. So we came up with an app. Uh but that came to an end because he had a personal situation. Uh, but then uh, eventually, you know, Roto Experts, I did some full-time stuff there. I went on to full-time fantasy, which was bought by Sports Illustrated, worked with them for three years. And I've been with Fantasy Alarm since. So yeah, I've been around a while, but it is, it's a lot of work. You've got to be passionate about this. Uh, there's really no time off. And I try to explain that to women I meet because they don't understand. Like, this is not nine to five. This is not like, oh, nine to five, you go home and you're done. No, this is all day. And I do yeah. three sports. I do baseball, basketball, and football. So, and betting too. So there really isn't much of a break. Everyone's like, oh, so when's your time off? I'm like, uh, not really. But Adam, Adam that's crazy. Okay. You do not only three sports, but also betting. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I do one sport and I only talk about starting pitching. <laughs> Okay, I, I talk about one, maybe like like forty percent of one sport, and you do three of them. It blows my mind. Uh, I mean, and you must have some small break then, like February, right? That must be the, or maybe February and March is the slowest time for you. Uh, Jan January might be the slowest. I mean, you oh, still right, have playoff football, right? Yeah, right. I mean, football is going a little bit longer this year too. So sure, uh, yeah. with the extra week, uh, there's basketball going on in January. Uh, really, when I start my fantasy baseball prep is end of December. I know mm -hmm. some of you guys have the advantage of doing it now. I, I can't. I'm, yeah, I'm putting out my top 150. I think actually is as we do it, it's coming out Wednesday morning and it will be out today. I promise. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, yeah, I have that luxury. And I will say it's no surprise to me 
that you have been on radio for so long when you are a radio guest's dream as I ask for your resume and it's just five minutes that I, now I can spend an entire <laughs> podcast going into. You know, normally I, I ask these questions and I sometimes even with friends, they tell me one sentence that I have to pull out a conversation from. And there's so many things I do want to talk about here. So uh, first and foremost, I, I love the fact that you have experience in radio and I think there's this... Um, there's a bit of a gate of truly understanding what that life is because it seems so untouchable for so many people to actually be involved in radio. You're seeing a 7 to an 11 show. Uh, and what what would be that process every single day to create that four-hour show? Yeah, at the beginning, for me, it was difficult because I don't think I was good at the beginning. I don't think anyone is because remember, I didn't really... Well, I'm bad I, now, so... Yeah. <laughs> I had some radio experience because I went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Also, Kevin Burkhart was one of my instructors. So I did some high school radio uh, pregame, halftime, postgame show, ran the board, took calls from stringers. Uh, So I did basically all in one job. And I did that for three years, only for high school football. So that gave me some experience. But when I first started in SiriusXM, I think I was too concerned about what I was saying and the stats and my personality didn't shine through. It's a morning show. You got to be funny and entertaining. So it took some time to get comfortable. But, yeah, you got to put in a lot of prep because, you know, when you listen to people, you know, who knows their stuff, who's putting in the work. So it was tough at the beginning because I was uh, doing the show 7 to 11 a.m. in Manhattan, going to Queens, taking the train bus to Queens. And I had obviously take it early in the morning, then going home, maybe take a nap, then driving out to Long Island uh, to work at Newsday, covering all types of sports all over Nassau and Suffolk and then not getting home till 11, 1130. Now I got to catch up on everything that I missed to get ready for the next day. So, you know, I sacrificed a lot of time uh, and put it, and I know some people might not have been fortunate. You know, people have families and kids. I'm fortunate that fortunate, or unfortunate, depending on your perspective of being <laughs> single uh, and having no kids. So people tell me that, Oh, you have an advantage. And I still, I think that's an excuse though, for those that have marriage and kids you know, you choose to do this. If you don't have the time right. and the passion and the energy, don't do it. No one's forcing you to do it. I mean, it, yeah, it's a certain situation. I don't have, you know, I don't have kids uh, or anything like that. And it certainly allows me to do that SP Roundup article I do 11 to 1 every baseball day of the season at night, right? So past midnight. I'm equally surprised that I have graphics designers that are actually willing to be up at the same time to make a wonderful design of my stupid pun. It's unbelievable. But yeah, that's that's a sacrifice you make for this. And I've actually, I've thought so long and hard about how to transition away from it because it's not, I mean, I don't know about you, but this isn't sustainable for me at some, at some point, you know, I've been doing it for seven years, uh, now seven seasons of doing the SP roundups every single day. And at some point I have to say, okay, this is, this is enough of that. I I don't know how to transition quite yet. It might just turn into a morning podcast that is it, and that is an easier, more digestible thing for me to do um, and allows me to have an evening and not have to have, I don't know, five, six hours of sleep. That's about it. I need something more. You know, this is, uh, my dad used to say that this is the time in life. Well, he still says it too, uh, but this is the time in life to be tired, right? You should be tired now. I'm, I'm 33, but you know, he's been saying that since I've been 25. And yeah, this is okay. I'm able to do this. I have that gift and opportunity, as you're even saying, of saying I can focus my time on that stuff instead of just playing a video game at night and having a nice, easy sleep. I can actually put in this work that will you know, pay off later on. But it's tough. I mean, at some point you have to be thinking, 
I, you can't do that. You have to have, you can have a nine to five in the sports world. That is available. Yes, you have to have a, you know, a passion that goes past that five o'clock of being aware of things that are going on. But that's still an opportunity in this in this culture because you are in the field of entertainment and, you know, you can put in the hours for entertainment uh, during that time. Look, this is a podcast and we're recording this at, you know, four or so in the afternoon. That, you know, that could be it. That could be, that could be the thing or maybe another one earlier in the day. And theoretically, that could be how you, you know, uh, create your life for you. Uh, so is there kind of a end goal in that way for you? Just to, to avoid that super late night constant, uh, I don't know, like a obligation that you have? Yeah, I mean, at some point, I think it will have to come to that for sure. And I have started to think about that because, you know, doing the three sports it's so I mean, weird. it helps, you know, marketability, right? You know, the more that you can do, it separates you from everyone. You know, there's so sure, many people, yeah. if you only do one sport, it kind of hurts. So I think that's helped me in terms of being more marketable. But at the same time, I think we've kind of learned this year of the last two years with the pandemic, you start to step back and look at life a little bit differently and understand yeah. that you need to enjoy your time here too. I mean, not that I don't enjoy it. See, that's the thing for me. I love being on radio. You know, I just love it. Um, So I still love this and have a passion for it, which is why I'm able to do it. And I love watching sports. If I wasn't doing this, I'd still watch sports all the time. So I'm just blessed and fortunate that I'm able to do this and make a living. But, yeah, as you get older and, you know, things can change overnight. You know, I could I mean, I doubt it. I wouldn't put odds in it. But, you know, I could get married in a year or two. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully the women I'm talking to aren't listening (laughs) because they're going to leave right away. But no, like things can change can change instantly. You never know. And then if you do have that, uh, you probably are going to have to change your lifestyle. So I do think at a certain point, I'm probably going to have to cut down uh, on sports or, or do a little less because you don't want to overwork yourself either. You know, you need to have a break. You need to have time off. Enjoy life. Uh, that's why I play softball on Saturdays with you, right? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, okay. You, you were telling me, I mean, first of all, yes, it's amazing. I don't know if you were there last week. I was. Uh, that was oh, brutal. I, I heard it was bad. It was uh, one of the worst experiences <laughs> I've ever had playing softball. Would, have I, would I have changed it, Adam? Probably not, right? You're just happy I didn't suffer with you. You would have helped, um, but yeah, we probably still would have got pummeled. Um, well, I'll be there. I'll be there on Saturday at the very least. I, uh, and hopefully we don't get pummeled this time. Um, but I, I, it just it it kind of goes back to one of my mantras, which is everything in moderation. Um, but there are always exceptions, right? So it's it's you have to understand that there, there's a lot that you can be doing, a lot that you can. I don't know. I for me, there's so many different areas in life that I enjoy, and I know that I've focused on this one aspect, and I've been incredibly fortunate that I can, you know, I can do this. Uh, it's just, that's not everything that I am. And I need to listen to that, uh, mantra that I have and everything in moderation of like, don't get sucked into this one thing because I will get burnout. And every season we get it. Definitely every September arrives. And as much as I hate to say it, I always do look and say, okay, I have 20 roundups left to write or whatever it is as much as I, and there's certain, you know, that's not that all 20 are just, oh, I'm dragging the, the, you know, the boulder behind me. Um, it's just, uh, I, I hate that feeling a lot. And, uh, at some point I'm going to have to say, you know what? I don't, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I'll be very fortunate to be able to say that, uh, when that does, but it's always, 
it's always present in, in, in the back of my mind. But I also do want to mention, you play softball with me on Saturdays. And I remember you told me that there was a time that you played all day. You know, you're certainly someone who says, I love a thing and I am going to be as efficient as possible in my enjoyment of that thing, right? So it doesn't shock me that you say, look, I have this time available and I am going to do basketball. I'm going to do betting. I'm going to do football. I'm going to do baseball. I'm going to cram it all in because you're able to do that. And I applaud you for it. That's something I think a lot of people strive to for. You know, they say work hard, play hard, right? As in, and to me, I interpret that as I have focused attention and the time that I spend is not just kind of, you know, we can all go through this. I've definitely spent 30 minutes an hour or so just scrolling down Twitter or going on Reddit or whatever. And I feel like, oh, wow, it's already this time. Like I've, I've done nothing. And uh, it sounds like to me that those kind of hours don't really happen too often for you. Well, I mean, look, I'm on Twitter a lot. It's big for our industry. You know, there's news, there's useful information there. So I don't even want to add up the hours I've spent on there because it's probably way more. But then again, so many people in life waste their time on other social media outlets just sure. do, doing useless stuff. So for, for us, it's a vehicle for what we're doing and learning new information and, and stats and all that and news. You know, that's really why Twitter, it, a lot of the breaking news that I get for sports is on there. But yeah, I think that's I've tried to get better at taking a step away you know, I went to the beach several times this summer, which I rarely do. Um, you know, I always try to go on vacation once a year. I didn't get to go, obviously, during the pandemic. But uh, 2019, I went to Barcelona and Ibiza. 2018, I went on a cruise to Bermuda. Oh, so, nice. yeah, it's you know, I love to travel. It's definitely something I want to do more. Uh, but, yeah, you do need to take some time away. You know, I always try to play softball. I've been playing softball since I was 18, every single year, uh, I have a weekly team in Jersey on Sundays, but I can't play in the fall because fantasy football takes up my time pretty much all day. Um, so that's why I joined you guys on Saturday for a brief period. But yeah, softball is something I've always loved, love the competition, love playing. So I always make sure to get that in there. And, you know, I, there's, I, I love comedy and, you know, hanging out with friends, going out to restaurants. So, you know, I always try and find time to do those things. You cannot be fully engrossed, but you know, I am out there on the beach and at the restaurants, checking my phone, looking at the box scores, you you know, see what's going on. You can't get away. Like I can't, like I cannot go to sleep without checking like every box score. Um, I mean, I'm a night owl anyway, and I stay up late, but like, I have to know like what happened that entire night. Uh, just, it just built that way. You can't be in this industry and not be a night owl. I mean, I, I yeah. you know, sports doesn't happen at 7 a.m. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it all happens at night. It all, all goes through that. And you can you can sleep at 7 a.m. You don't have to be up at that. Now, the, the yelling and the phone calls happen at 7 a.m. But uh, but the sports doesn't actually happen at 7 a.m. Um, the uh, you know, one thing I did want to go back to with you was going back to just being in the studio, you know, recording for four hours and putting yourself out in the airwaves. And, and what was, I mean, just what was that like as far as, uh, you know, things that you learned and, and tricks of the business for people that, you know, it's not exactly the same, you know, being on a radio show than being on a podcast. It's, it's a little bit more of a casual feel to this, um, than the, you know, the more, there's more of like a, a pulse that goes on with radio. Um, but it's still, I imagine there's a lot of things that you learned there that you do carry on into podcasting now. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of everything, especially with SiriusXM, it's all timed. You have certain, especially the top of hour, you have to be out at a certain time. Um, and, you know, if you have a good segment going, you got to keep it going. Obviously, you don't want it to be 40 minutes of the hour, but sometimes you have a good debate. Um, see, I think I think debate is the best. I don't think there's enough debate in this industry, podcast, radio, period. And I don't know if it's because people don't want to, are too sensitive and take it personally, but I'd rather hear two people debate. I don't want it to be forced. I want it to be organic. Um, and I'm not afraid to debate people. So I, I had some really heated debates with Scott Engel on that morning show. Uh, and and I, I think that's better radio. Um, but yeah, you, you create different segments. You have a rundown of what's going on, but you understand that you're not going to get to everything. And sometimes you have something going on and you realize, oh, wow, we have something here that you didn't plan. So you keep going with it. And sometimes call, you know, take a lot of calls too. sometimes you'll see the full nines lighting up and they want to chime in on the topic. Um, but our show was also a little bit different, different because it was like kind of Howard, Howard Stern morning show. Like we made fun of each other. We went at each other. And sure. for some people, some people, they might not like that. Some people are like, oh, I just want my fantasy information. Um, but you got to understand you're entertaining, too. And, you know, I've gotten a, I actually I've made a lot of friends that I'm still friends with to this day. And they I became friends with them because they listened to the show hmm. and, you know, reached out, met them at baseball games. Now we run teams together and I have several just from that show. One guy invited me to his wedding. He invited me, Scott Angle, our producer, Corey Parson, to his wedding. So that shows you kind of the bond we had with listeners like they felt like, hey, we're part of this family so to me, that showed that we had success. So I think maybe that show was a little bit different because we were in the morning and we're entertaining, you know, you and also people would tell me like, hey, I was going through a tough time in my life and I was listening to you guys on the morning drive. You know, you made me laugh. That's what it's about, too. You know, I want to help people win their leagues. And I always try to make sure we're giving information to help people win their leagues. But there is an entertainment value of radio. And, you know, I always wanted to make sure that. I was, you know, you, if you listen to the radio, you can tell who's having fun, who's not like there are oh, shows yeah. and podcasts that are just too dry and they're just not. And for some that works, uh, I want to, I want to mix. I do want information sure. that I don't know and, and good stats delivered, but I also want to be entertained, you know? So, well, I mean, we're in the bit. Yeah. As you said it exactly right. We're in the business of entertainment. And, uh, I like to think that me and fast with on the corner podcast is that of just, I, I love talking about pitching. Anyone that asks me a question about pitchers, I'm just like, oh, thank God. I don't have to think about anything else. This is the greatest topic that has ever existed. Let's do this now. Um, like, who is it? You know, I hear like, I hear people on the street talking about some pitcher or something like that. And all I'm like, ask me, please, just please ask me. Like, let me talk about this. How do you feel? Why do you feel that way? I want to know. It's, you know, that's super fun. And, and yeah, right. I, I can't agree more. I tell this to the, uh, everyone on our network about uh you know we had the whole thing last year where we decided you know what pitchless is gonna have a podcast network we're gonna do this we have so many staffers that are capable and want to be a part of this and we were gonna make this and just kind of figure it out as we go right um and if you notice actually we uh <laughs> this is a tangent here but i uh, you know like for example we we just invested the entire season had no ads on it um and because it was just kind of we want to just see what worked and see who was having success and stuff we're finally doing it now um thanks to everybody listening and supporting and everything like that that we can do this hope you understand why it's a necessity of it to help us grow and all that fun stuff but i and we'll listen to our sponsors in a moment but um 
but essentially it's we had to have a whole uh, audition for it and during during that we gave certain tips to everybody and the number one thing that i focused on was embrace the tangent embrace the genuine aspects of you and it's not you know there's this understanding a lot in podcasting that you have to be right that you have your job is to say the right thing and to tell people the right advice and give them every single detail and that's wrong, if you ask me. I mean, maybe sh- there are some very specific podcasts that do exactly that and that those people find it and that's good. I like to think that the best podcasts are exactly what you said, are the ones where you are you just listen to the people talking and you happen, you know, you get the advice you need, you feel good with that, but it's entertaining. You enjoy their voice. You enjoy these people. You enjoy the characteristics of them. You relate to them. You, you just find yourself like, oh yeah, it's like I'm just hanging out with friends or so. That's how podcasting should be. So embrace those tangents because it comes from a good place. And the more that you're genuine and you let loose and have character, ah, embellish, do all that stuff. It comes out. It, it's, it's, it makes for such a better podcast. And as I mentioned, before we continue here, Adam, here is a quick word from today's sponsors. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at PitcherList.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast also don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from youtube videos live streams newsletters off-season articles tiktoks breakdowns over 15 baseball podcasts on our network we can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season so sign up for pl plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free all right thanks for listening let's get back to the show all right, so getting back to this, I don't, I don't want to leave the whole radio talk because I think it's a really fascinating uh, discussion here. Do you remember any particular call-ins that you had to deal with uh, across those you know four-hour mornings? I mean, you must have had so many annoying callers, or I don't. Let's just say uh, colorful uh, callers. Do you, was there one that really stuck out for you? Uh, none that were that really stands out. We had a bunch of regulars. There was one guy I would mess with him, and I would joke around that he was a truck driver. So I would joke around that, oh yeah, while you're away, you know, I'm, I'm at home with your wife. Uh, he was a good nature. He was a good sport about it, but don't say it. That's the crazy Adam. stuff that we did. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but he was good about it. Unfortunately he did pass away. Um, oh. Yeah. But you know, he was a regular caller to us and you know, his wife even reached out, you know, thank you for keeping him entertained. He was a truck driver. Oh, wow. So yeah, yeah you know, there, we had regular call-ins and I would bust people's chops. Uh, you know, I would, I would scream a lot and get angry. So people would like to call in and push my buttons. I hate to lose. I am so competitive. I hate to lose at anything. Sure, yeah. But anytime there was any hint of me, maybe not winning, people would call and get under my skin. Because uh, I, I just, anything in life, I just hate to lose. Uh, I wish I can. I don't know if I should get rid of it or not, but it's tough. Uh, I just don't like to lose at all. Right. Uh, but uh, radio, radio, it was, that's the thing. Okay. I, I told you I was a night owl and this, was even back then. So I did the morning show and I would have to wake up four, four thirty, and it was rough for a while. And people were like, don't worry, you're going to adjust to it. You're going to go to sleep early. I never did. There were times I would go to sleep one, 2 AM. There were times I didn't even wow. sleep 
it would be 3 a.m. And I'm like, well, why am I going to go to sleep? So I would take the bus into the city early, grab breakfast, walk around, whatever. And then obviously once the show was over and I come home, I would crash and take a nap. But I've never I've always been a night owl. So even doing that morning show, I think we did it six, six and a half years, varied from six to seven a.m. I still never slept much. It was two to three hours a night. And the reason why, when that microphone went on, I had fun. I wanted to be there. I enjoyed it. And you don't even think about how tired you are. I just had to get my coffee. I had to get my coffee. There were times the show started at 6 a.m. And I'd get there at 5.56. And I would still go get my coffee in the break room first. I'm like, I'll, I'll get there at 6.01. We go on at 6.03 live. I'm like, oh, don't worry. I need that coffee. But... <laughs> The thing was, I wanted to be there. I enjoyed it. I had fun every single day. And uh, again, no, a lot of people don't get to say that about what they do. So I realized I'm blessed. I'm fortunate that I get to do something I love for so long. And I wish everyone could do that because there are people that make a lot more money than me. There's no doubt about it, but they hate their jobs. So yeah. is it worth, you know, being miserable for a good, not maybe not miserable, but not being happy. Oh, I don't want to be here. Oh, I can't wait till five o'clock to have that money. Or is it better to just be able to live comfortably and enjoy what you do? So I'd rather enjoy what I do. I may never be a millionaire or a billionaire unless I win the Powerball, which I didn't win last night. I was hoping oh, I would. Man, I was, I was, yeah, I was hoping to get you here being like, hey, so you won the Powerball. <laughs> I didn't, man. I didn't. I really <laughs> wanted to. I don't know. That That's a good question. I probably would still do this in some capacity. Sure. Um, maybe not, obviously not the to the level I do it now. I'd immediately want to take. A, a travel tour first, but I would still probably want to do something, whether it's a podcast or some radio. I don't think I could ever completely leave. I know people will say, oh, no, you got all the money you are. But when you enjoy something, you do it. So, I mean, first of all, you, you said looking forward to 5 p.m. Like and I you really hit the nail on the head for me there. I never really thought about it like that, but I haven't I haven't felt that way in a very long time. Uh, of just, I'm happy for I you, cannot, man. For real, I'm sure it's I been can't. a grind for you, but that, that, huh. I'm but glad I, you. I haven't, yeah, I haven't really internalized it like that, and I can't express how lucky that is. Um, so, yeah, ask your yeah, friends, who, talk to your friends. I guarantee you, if you like talk to a bunch of them, I'd say 80 percent probably don't like what they do and are not happy. Mm. Like, oh, I gotta go to work tomorrow. Oh, I hate my boss. So, so uh, this hate- is the thing now. This is this like seeing that for me. All I want to do is really just continue to make this thing as large as I can so that as many of the people I work with get to have that feeling too because it's, yeah, it's it's cool. I'm just like, hey, cool, all right, 4 p.m., let's just, yeah, I'm going to do this without a moronis. That's what I'm going to do. It's going to be great. I'm going to have fun with this, which it is, by the way. Uh, and it, it's, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a very interesting thing. Now, you also mentioned, you know, uh, some people have, have kind of talked to me like, yeah, what do you see with this? Can it last? What is it? Uh, and I'm kind of curious again for you of just, yeah, you're saying podcasting in some way for me, it's, I want to, I don't know. I want to be able to be a part of it. Look, I'm thinking of myself like 60 years old. Let's say I'm still doing this stuff, right? 65. I've got a family. I'm creaking in a rocking chair as I stick a mic in front of my face. Right. So the, uh, the Yankees today, um, I remember a good guy named Louis Heal. Like, who is that, Grandpa? You know, oh, he had a couple good starts. No, I, I want in some way to, to still be able to interact and, and oversee something that I think is incredibly special, which is what Pitcherlist is. And to me, that's just a sanctuary for people that want to have this opportunity to share their passion with a lot of people. 
um, that does not have the corporate overhead and it just is more about, hey, we are working together to make as great of a baseball environment as we can. Um, and people have said, oh, well, would you sell out if someone came up to you and wanted to purchase you and everything like that? And I would never really, I would never do it. I I say really because fine, I would do it if it meant that I would still have full, you know, majority share ownership, or whatever. If I never felt I had to bend over and, and and bend to whatever the will is of someone else that purchased this from me, that just, oh, I could never do that to Pitcher List. It just doesn't seem right. It would feel that everything I've done thus far was just a a mask and, and fake and it's why we don't have a written paywall like we will never have an article on our site locked behind a paywall of PL plus or whatever uh, maybe a podcast but I feel like that's just a bonus then but an actual article the written word that's the why we started this thing yeah never never gonna do that so yeah those kind of thoughts always go through my head of like what is the goal? What is the, you know, how are we going to still be able to talk about this? Because it's, yeah, for you, it's, this is a, it, it's your lifeblood, you know? It, it's it's like, you can't not do this thing. Sure, you can take a vacation, go out there, but at the end of the day, like, okay, cool, when am I going to come back and get back into your element? Because that's truly what it is for you now, Adam. Yeah, I mean, even when I was on that cruise, that was in May, and, you know, I had to make sure to check all the box scores every single yeah, night, right. you know? Um, you know, when, when my girlfriend at the time was asleep, hop on the computer. All right. What happened today in sports? I got to make sure I set my lineups for my fantasy teams and all that. So yeah, it's always on my mind. Uh, long-term, you know, I haven't really, I mean, I just, I, I just want to keep doing this. Um, yeah. I, I do see though, that we are shifting, um, at least a lot of where the money is now is sports betting, sports wagering, which, you know, I, I am a fan of, and I do. And I think when you do fantasy, it does help because especially with player props. And I think that's where fantasy players can get an advantage because you're essentially projecting players' performances. So you should have an advantage because the house is not as sharp on those. Obviously, with lines and totals, there's so much information out there. It's it's hard to really find a good one, but you can definitely gain an advantage with player props for sure. So I know some people don't like the gambling aspect of it, but the real world is that's where we're kind of heading and that's where a lot of the money is. So I have done a lot more of that. We'll see if that's the future, but I think I'll still always be involved in fantasy. Uh, I don't see fantasy going away either. It's just there's too many people that play it. Uh, but sports wagering and gambling definitely seems like it's a, it's, it's a big wave. I mean, I think it's still only legal right now in 22, 23 states. So it's going to become more. And that's where companies are throwing money. Yeah, it's oh, it's unavoidable, really, at this point. I mean, yeah, I think one of our sponsors is for that. Uh, so it's it's something I've certainly wrestled with too. Of people have asked, oh, Nick, don't you do DFS? You must because of all this pitching stuff that you do. And uh, we're actually creating um, something called PL Bot, uh, which is you know our daily projections every day, and then we're gonna have them go against my personal projections for the day of like just like ranking starters and i'm going to constantly yell at it and uh, it's going to be very entertaining but it's it's something uh i feel so torn about sports betting uh, i i i can't i can't really beat around this of um it, you know it's it is a problem for people it, it, and i'm not saying that anyone listening that just because you partake in it it's a problem it's not you know, with all these kinds of things, it's about being responsible about it. And that's, you know, mostly you know, a lot of people are and everything. But I, I can't 
I can't get rid from my mind of how this can be a very dangerous rabbit hole for so many people. Uh, and I, 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 I've come to terms that it's the business. It's kind of like this is a thing around us and it's on the person to, you know, do this responsibly, which I think, you know, hopefully a lot of our listeners are, um, yeah, it's something that as me personally, I can't be, I can't go into it. I can't, I can't be someone that says, great, cool. Let's do the, uh, the sports bets of the day and the, all the DFS stuff. I, I can do it as fantasy wise. And I imagine a lot of that stuff does carry over into it at the same time. But it, there's just something about it to me. I, I don't think I'm ever personally going to. I, as far as pitcher list goes, yeah, we're going to have, I we're going to have daily projections and stuff like that, but not, I don't, I don't know if farther than that we'll we'll still have our our articles on the site. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's this, it's this weird area that uh, I keep going back and forth with in my mind. And personally, I don't, yeah, it's never going to be something I partake in at the very least, but I mean, people can be incredibly successful. I mean, I imagine you have too. Yeah. I mean, look, anyone who says they win 75% of the time is lying, right? I mean, (laughs) for real, like you're going to have bad weeks. You're going to lose, you know, this past week for me in NFL was a good week, but it's not going to be like that every week. And you have to understand that there's a reason why these companies are profitable. If everyone was winning, uh, they wouldn't be in existence. So you have to understand that. And, you know, you can have the most logical explanation, all the stats to back it up and it still doesn't work out. And you have to understand that. So, yeah, and it's not for everyone. And you're right. I, you know, you got to be responsible and some people can't, but it's the same thing, right? With alcohol or strip clubs or anything, right? You know, you put it in front of people and it's up to them to be responsible. It's the same way with gambling. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that cannot control those things in life and, and don't have the discipline. Uh, and it's unfortunate. We've seen people just kind of lose a lot uh, through all those avenues and, you know, it is up to the individual, unfortunately. And right. Well, yeah. So, so I just want to say very quickly, I believe this is one of our sponsors. I'm not saying, you know, listen to that, do that stuff. We all trust you as the listeners to do that right and have fun and enjoy it. Uh, yeah. And, and again, it's about nothing inherently wrong doing it. Right. And I do it. You just have to have an understanding. Okay. This is the, it, this is the way you should say to yourself. All right. I don't want to lose money. Right. But I'm, if I had to, I'm okay with losing X amount of dollars. Exactly. It's, it's, as long as you treat it like it's entertainment and you're saying, cool, I'm going to be spending X amount of entertainment 100%. Yeah. And it's, have a great time. You could put $10 on a player prop, $20 on a money line. It, I will say this, it makes the games more enjoyable to watch. Oh, like, of course. During, I do March Madness every year because I yeah. want to blindly cheer at some random team as if they're my team <laughs> right. for 90 minutes and it's the best. During the pandemic, with no sports, we did have some golf and MMA. I'm not into those sports, <laughs> but you know there was no sports. I was we like, had "All right, KBO, okay." We had some KBO, yeah, a great. little bit. I was so I actually watched two hours of golf on a Sunday, which I've never did because <laughs> I had some money on it, and it happened to be a playoff hole too. So it actually wasn't that bad. Now, can I watch golf Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Hell no, can't do it. Uh, but when I put some money on uh, NASCAR, MMA. It made me interested in it. Yeah, not a lot of money, but it made you watch. Am I doing that now? No, I'm too busy with baseball, football, and basketball that I don't have time for that anymore. But just that little period there where we didn't have anything and just sprinkling a little money down, it makes you want to watch because now you have a rooting interest. Yeah, golf, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I know so many so many people I've talked to, even on here, 
Yes, Casey Bubba golf. I can't. Oh man, I, I, you can't. I, don't, I, I said the same. How much money I, I said get the for same watching. thing <laughs> on a Sunday. Look, if I see it, if I see everyone on a Sunday on Twitter saying like talking about golf, it's down to the wire. I'll tune in, but I can't do it on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I just can't. Sure, sure. Um, oh, it's just look, look. Like everyone says, Nick. Baseball is the most boring sport. What's wrong with you? How could you possibly say that about golf? Well, you don't understand what the pitcher is going through. Mm-hmm. You don't understand the mental aspect of the hitter versus the pitcher. There's a whole thing going on where I find actual humor in what is thrown. Okay. That's how crazy I am about pitching. I don't know any of this with golf. Um, I've actually never done 18 holes or anything like that. I've done no, neither of us. And uh, good. All right. Well, there you go. One day, I look forward to this video of Adam and Nick playing golf for the first time and absolutely struggling as Bubba's hands are in his uh, oh, hands in his hands. I went to Top Golf in Vegas once. It was embarrassing. I, couldn't. I didn't even know what that was until I, like a I, month ago. It was. I was so embarrassed. I was like, man, I, I gotta leave. I can't do that. I couldn't even <laughs> hit it. I couldn't even hit it. <laughs> so, so I think I think I understand what this is. These are this is like that Mike Trout video of him hitting a golf ball. That's Top Golf. Right? Yeah, they, yeah. Okay. You just they have like you know this big area and you just tee off and hit it as far as you can. Right. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, that that sounds that's I understand that's fun. I mean, New York City doesn't really have. I might actually. They, have I think they right they now. have in Jersey, uh, Edison maybe, which I don't think is that far. They have, and they might have one in Staten Island. I think. Okay, I said New York City. Yeah. Well, I, okay, I, well I'm saying it's close enough. <laughs> I mean, I know it seems like it's 75 miles. Sorry for everyone in Staten Island. This is just. I, I'm I the same way. I don't count Staten Island in New York either. Well, you know, it should. It is the fifth borough. Okay. All right. It's a wonderful ferry ride to it, which isn't saying much about the place itself, but you, you understand what, what, I'm, what I'm talking about there. Okay, let's let's move off of this. Let's go back to to young Adam Ronis. Uh, and where did you grow up? I grew up in Flushing. Uh, oh, wow. A so mile from Mets fan then. Yeah, definitely. A mile from Shea Stadium. Uh, went to my first Mets games in 1987. Would walk to the stadium. Uh, we always grew up a uh, diehard Mets fan. I went to Subway Series uh, game four in 2000. No one wanted to go and spend money on tickets. I said, you know what? I'm going myself. And I went there and I'm looking for tickets and I'm depressed. I can't find any. And then I hear one guy say he has one. So I go up to him like, yeah, I want one. He goes, are you a cop? I go, do I look like a cop? He goes, they come in all shapes, sizes and forms. I go, no, I'm not a cop. He's like, all right, I'll give this to you for 400. I was like, I only have 350. He's like, all right, fine. Even though you're a Mets fan, I'll give it to you. And then my heart is pumping because I'm please don't let this be fake. Please don't let this be right, fake. Right. It was real. It was like last roll, the upper deck though, right behind home plate. And before I could sit in my seat, Derek Jeter hits a home run. Uh, they lost the game, but yeah, big Mets fan. Uh, been to so many memorable games. The Todd Pratt home run in the playoffs. Oh yeah, to uh, Diamondbacks is that? Yes, right? Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. Steve Finley leaping at the wall yeah. and doesn't have his stuff. Yeah, Um, the Mets had a memorable comeback where they were down against the Braves on fireworks night. Uh, Alfonso and Piazza, big hits. Uh, So, yeah, I've been to a lot of big games uh, at Shea Stadium and Citi Field. But, yeah, big Mets fan as a kid. I was always into sports, you know, as a kid. That's always something I wanted to do. And, uh, again, like I said, my mom wouldn't let me play Little League because I was real skinny as a kid. Still skinny now, but, you know, she's like, oh, you're going to get hurt. Then finally, oh, could I play uh, football in high school? All right, fine. But if you get hurt, I don't want to hear it. So okay. I kind of wish that I was able to play um, baseball when I was younger. I mean, I maybe play Division Two baseball, maybe, but never happened. 
nothing I can do. Uh, but yeah, I just softball now. So yeah, no, yeah, I love playing. Um, and that's the thing, you know. Kind of wish I was able to do something when I was younger, but you know, at least I do it now on the weekends. It's fun. I'm competitive. Uh, I'm a pretty solid player, and I enjoy doing it. It's a activity to get you out there too, stay active. But uh, yeah, I've, I've just been a big. Anyone who knows me as a kid, they're like, oh yeah, he loves sports. He loves sports. Just always. And the crazy part is. I don't know who influenced me because my dad passed away when I was four years old and I grew up with my mom and two sisters. So I never really had that male figure to introduce me to. I had a neighbor who was kind of a big brother. He got me into the Dallas Cowboys, um, my one non-New York team. But so I really I don't know where it came from because my mom was not really a big sports fan. She would go to games. Um, I sit, my father had uh, New York Rangers season tickets. She said, yeah, we'll go to the game with him and do crossword puzzles. Um, she did go to the Jim Bunning perfect game, though, in 64. That's pretty great. Um, so she knows sports. She just wasn't into it. So I don't know where it came from because I didn't have that male figure to you really. Just had that. It just it was in your bones, you right? Know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and a funny story here. You mentioned Todd Pray. I have this Mets baseball in my in my room. Some keen eyed keen eyed uh, Twitch users may have seen in the background as well. My props. I one of my friends is second cousin with Sean Casey. Um, so the, before a game, uh, he went down, met Sean Casey, and happened also to see Todd Pratt. And so they signed this baseball, and he gave it to me as a birthday gift when I was about 10 years old or something like that. And I so I have Todd Pratt's <laughs> autograph and Sean Casey here, uh, for those wondering. By the way, you say Dallas Cowboys, too. Uh, my, my uncle is a Dallas Cowboys fan for whatever reason. And I think this might have actually been part of the reason why I'm not into football as much because every single Thanksgiving he would come over with his two, two kids and everything. And his two kids weren't really, you know, uh, you know, my cousins weren't super into football. Maybe they played it and everything like that, but they weren't like just over the top, like, you know, just testosterone thrown at the TV, that kind of thing. But we would still be like having conversations during meals and stuff. And my uncle would go off and start yelling touchdown and you just interception so loudly it would just interrupt everything uh and now i would just i don't like the cowboys now i'm so sorry adam that's all right uh, they're the, not america's team they're as the much fixt- as they want to be they're the fixture on thanksgiving they play every thanksgiving and so the lions okay yeah but the lions aren't good <laughs> <laughs> And I know the Cowboys haven't won for a while, but they're good this year. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. Oh, but that's that's the most we'll talk about football on I know. this. Okay. <laughs> not not going to allow it any further. I. Uh, but uh, but honestly, I mean, that actually is going to wrap this up. Um, I really can't thank you enough for for really allowing me to take that call in the beginning for being here on such no, short notice. I mean, I remember meeting you at softball. Like, oh man, I gotta I gotta talk to Adam some more. But uh, but really, thank you for being a part of this. And before you go, tell everybody what you're doing right now. Baseball, football, basketball, everything. Yeah, so I do weekly rankings on FantasyAlarm.com for fantasy football. I will be doing uh, basketball wagering on WagerAlarm.com. Basketball season is uh, two weeks away. Um, I'm on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio, Alarm After Hours, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, midnight to 2 a.m. Eastern. I have the Annie Up podcast with Howard Bender that we do four to five times a week. Uh, so you can find that everywhere. Uh, so, yeah, and I do fantasy baseball content for the site. Uh, so, yeah, it's real busy right now. Uh, this time of season, you know, baseball's winding down, but I love the playoffs. So looking forward to a great postseason. Uh, basketball grind starts and, you know, 
the football season just begun. So yeah, do a little bit of everything and uh, just enjoy it. And again, if you're uh, passionate about something, uh, it doesn't feel like work. I mean, there are days where it's like, oh, I'm tired, but you know what? You kind of sit back and realize, hey, I'm blessed to do this. There's so many people who want to be in my spot. I know it, you know, and I'm, I'm grateful and blessed every day. There's people who, you know, kind of do this just part time. They have their full time job and, you know, they want to do it. So, you know, I am grateful and thankful and I never take it for granted. Absolutely. Uh, and if you have any questions about how to do that, you can certainly reach out to, to me at PitcherList. Adam, where can they find you? Uh, at Adam Ronas on Twitter, at A-R-O-N-88 on Instagram. There we go, uh, which is not shut down anymore. And last question <laughs> for you, uh, who is winning the World Series, Ronas? I know it's the obvious, but I'm going no, with don't the... do it. Don't I got to go it. with the Dodgers. Ah. Okay, I will say this. The yeah. team that I think is sneaky if the Dodgers don't make it is the Brewers. Yeah. Right. Cause they have the pitching staff. They have the pitching. Um, yeah. I mean, the Williams injury does hurt a little bit in the bullpen, but they have hater. But I mean, if that pitching staff is just so lethal, so if they can get past the Dodgers, they would be the other team I look at. But I mean, what's your argument against the Dodgers? I just, cause it's not fun. I, I want, I want the, I want the White Sox, honestly. I That's that actually my, my pick to was Dodgers White Sox World Series. There you go. Okay. Let's go so, with that. Definitely not the Yankees or the Red Sox. No, <laughs> I, I, I hate the no Yankees. No way. I hate the Yankees so much. <laughs> yeah, you hate us because you ain't us. All right. Uh, Adam, thank you so much for being here. And as always, we'll be back every other week through the offseason for Nick Pollock and Friends on every Wednesday morning. That's going to do it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock, and that was my friend, Adam Ronis.